Hello and welcome to another episode of the DJ Crosstalk Podcast. Let me give a quick shout out to our sponsors, DJ Event Gear, PB Backdrops, and 12-inch skins coming soon. All right. Good morning. Good morning to my man, Terrence Johnson, out of Slidell, Louisiana, one of the finest DJs that I know in the dirty South. What's up? What's up? What's up? And welcome to DJ Crosstalk Podcast. What's up with you, brother? How you doing? How you doing, Jeff? Uh, it's, been long, it's been a long time coming, though. Ben was supposed to get on your show, right? <laughs> yeah, we've been trying. We've been talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. But we just, I said, okay, I'm going to send him a calendar link and say, hey, you coming on the show. Stop all of this. Uh, I'm not coming or whatever. But now nah, we got it. <laughs> we got it on the show. And uh, so we good. We got you in. Uh, so let's, let's hit it. So. First question, can you tell me how it all began? How did you get into the music industry, man? What what brought you in? Uh, you want the very, very beginning? Man, I want the very, very beginning. <laughs> I, know, I know to the point where I met you, where I met you at or where you called me at, but I want to know where it all started. You know, how you fell in love with music or how did you get to it? How did you start DJing in the band? Whatever you did to get here. Well, um, started off uh my uncle man my uncle was a musician mm-hmm. he was a dj um he kind of turned me on to the whole mixing and scratching scene um and from there you know i started doing the two cassette decks you know <laughs> <laughs> you know about it, right? Yes, that's giving away your age and your early stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but that means really yeah. it's not age, it's that we, some of us young ones, could not afford turntables. So we used yeah. whatever we could because we had that love and that drive to want to play right. music and entertain people. Wow. Yeah, and I would do the two cassette decks and I would have a, a third deck recording and I would talk over it, you know uh blend songs together um listen to a lot of mix shows in new orleans oh yeah uh, some of the best some of the best i grew up on well and slick leo and all these guys um but yeah it mainly started with my uncle he, he was a big influence man mm-hmm. uh he, he turned me on to it and then I started doing, uh, once I graduated, got, got my hand on some real tables and stuff. I was doing high school uh, dances and stuff like that. Um, house parties, typical, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then from there, I took a little detour. A little I went detour. into, yeah, a little detour. little detour, okay. i went into into music production okay which kind of with djing they kind of work hand in hand you know um and uh i I went into dj uh djing for uh different rap groups and stuff and doing music production um and with the music production i started working with different record labels cash money no limit uh, a bunch of uh, local artists, um, UNLV, mm-hmm. Miss T, Dolomite, uh, who else? Uh, a bunch of them, man. Some of the big boy records artists, Sporty T, 
uh, you know, a whole bunch of local artists. So, mm. and then, <laughs> yeah. And then from there, I went into TV production. Wow. Okay. Doing background music for TV shows. And, uh, and uh, from there, I circle back to, to DJ. <laughs> is, that when, is that when we met when you circle back? Uh, how many, a few yeah. Years? Yeah. Because yeah, I, I was like, hey, I saw you were doing your thing. And I was like, man, I, I, you know, I want to get back in the game. But I've been out of it so long, you know, as far as the DJ. So I, I didn't, you know, I didn't know how much it changed or whatever. So that's when I reached out to you and you kind of um, opened the books for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking of the master plan. As you guys yeah. will find out throughout this entire or through this interview, Terrence Johnson is one of the most modest cats I know, y'all. Terrence has hit TV hits for the Kardashians. Terrence has his own songs. He is a New Orleans staple. I know he don't want me to say this, but I, I have to tell it because it's true. But he he is one of the most humble people I know, just, just being straight up honest with y'all. He won't brag on himself. He barely going to tell the story. Hey, I work with Cash Money. I did this. You know, he's he just going to give you little dribbles. He's not going to break it down. But he's a phenomenal cat, great producer, has done some dramatic work. He, him and his brother even have hits. If you're a Saint fan, you've jammed to some of them. You know, what's one of the hits y'all did, man? I think this is another way we connected, too, because I was trying to find some New Orleans stuff when I was DJing for the Saints fans. And I ran across, I'm like, T-Bone, and who is this? So I started reaching out, and that, that's kind of how we connected, too. So, But what's one of the big hits you did for the Saints thing that you get up and perform? you still performing to this day, so don't even try to be modest about that. Well, uh, one of the, the, the biggest songs we had was when we were going through that whole uh, Sean Payton was uh, suspended from the NFL. You know, we did mm -hmm. the Sean Payton song. Mm -hmm. that, that, that went viral. So. Yeah, it, it did. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's still, well, he's gone now, so I don't know how yeah. much it fit, but I yeah. probably, probably played it this season or had it on the playlist when I was thinking about the Saints this season. But see, that's what I mean by Marty's, y'all. He didn't made a hit that went viral with Sean Payton, free Sean Payton, you know, if y'all ain't never heard it. Yeah, that hit uh that hit Fox Sports, ESPN. Um, they did a documentary on you know the Saints uh with, with the whole uh Super Bowl season and they stuck us in there too, you know, the song and so I know and uh news clips and all you go and I'm like like I said, this is the most yeah. modest cat I know, man. Anybody else would be tooting there. But I mean I that's one of the things I think I love about you, man, how modest you are. You just in the background just grinding and killing it, brother, and doing your thing. Yeah, I stay humble, man, because you know I, I've been in a, a lot of situations, you know, where, you you know, you're up one day, you're down the next, you know what I'm saying? So things can change so fast yes. and, and you don't want to rub, you don't want to rub people the wrong way. You don't want to step on people, you know, you don't want to, you know, uh, come out with too much bravado, you know, because yeah, like because I said, I wouldn't change yeah, I always think of it as going back across a bridge. I don't want to burn a bridge that I need to have to may have to go back across. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so, so I try to treat people as they treat me. And I'm not gonna remember if you burn a bridge down, you know, I'm a I'm not gonna try to I'm gonna just keep it in my memory banks about how you burnt that bridge and 
you might need right. to go back across. But, you know, so enough about you. But we're going to get into some of these questions that I like to ask everybody to come on the podcast. What motivates you to keep DJing, man? What is your motivation? Man, it is absolutely the best job in the world. You know, I mean, really? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, really, man, you know, uh, I mean, I get paid to party. I get paid to uh, help people with their vision, especially with weddings. You know, yeah, I get, a, yeah. get to be a part of that special day. The vibe is great. I mm -hmm. mean, the, the pay is amazing. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I just, you know, it's the best job in the world, man. And I absolutely love it. I mean, I mean, where, where else can you do this? You know, you get paid to have a good time, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's one good way of looking at it. It is, it is a great job. I love it, too. And you also mm -hmm. you've got a love for people and a love for music. So if you have those two things, it's one of the best jobs in the world. Yeah, and you know, being my music background, you know, uh, I still get to uh, play a part in the in, in the music industry mm -hmm. in a way. You know what I'm saying, yeah. so you know, with my background being in production, you know, I, you know, as you know, when planning a wedding and stuff like that, a lot of that stuff is is pre-planned. You know, it's it's mm -hmm. choreographed. What what I like yeah. to say, um, and so. I get to use some of those skills, you know, yeah. production yeah. skills and, you know. Yeah, I've, with, I've heard some of your um, mashups, uh, <laughs> uh, a movie production. Right. I mean, and that's great. Like you say, it, it transfers into the wedding thing. So your right. brides get all kind of sound effects and all kind of right, right. I know he over there in the lab just dropping hit beats and dropping. Yeah. So, I, I yeah. feel like I have a, almost like the unfair advantage, you know. When it comes yeah. down to that, you know, yeah. that's why I send you mine sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Drop this yeah. in there for me, T. But yeah, that's cool, man. That, that's cool. So, next question: What do you what do you think separates you from other DJs? Uh hmm. From my perspective, I I think just the attention to detail. You know, with 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 uh with with my clients, you know, with any type of event, um, I'm very uh, methodical when it comes to, you know, uh, planning an event, uh, talking to clients, finding out what their needs are, what they want. Uh, you know, I um I cater to the client totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And uh, knowing that I've worked, I well, I won't say I work. I work a lot of events with you. I know how attention to the how you are about your attention to detail, and I appreciate that too. Whenever I get a chance to work a wedding down there in Nola, yeah, mm -hmm. um, so. and, you know, and and I think I think that's it. You know, even the 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 minor things. You know, like well, what most DJs would consider minor, like cable management, and um. <laughs> Speaker placement, mm. uh, microphone placement, all those things. You know, I pay attention to all those little things. Uh, my presentation of my setup, you know, I care about all those things and all those things matter. You know, I know because 
I hear about when your wife has something turned the wrong way, how do you have to go back and change it? <laughs> I, I know how methodical you are and how much, how much, but I mean, that's what I love about you. And I mean, even sometimes I'll be doing something and I think, okay, would Terrence approve of this? So I need to, you know, <laughs> Now, what would Terry say if he saw this picture? Let me go change this or move that. Yeah, but, no, that's I'm one kinda, of the, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of borderline OCD on a, on some of this stuff. You know, things that you know uh, most people would notice. I, you know, I, I I notice, and so. So, do you think that has helped you in your process of uh, just your growth as a company DJ? Uh, just your meticulous attention to detail setups all that good stuff yeah it, it really has because um it seems like uh some clients have had so many bad experiences yeah. <laughs> you know and their expectations levels are kind of low in a sense you know they, they don't expect much you know um so when I come in and, and I and I take care of those things that I mentioned, mm -hmm. you know, just the detail, you know, uh, presentation and everything, they're blown away, you know. Um, so, yeah, it, it's definitely helped me because it it separates me from from the rest of the pack, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, mm -hmm. some DJs think that, you know, uh, that. The all people care about is the music. Yeah, the music is a is a good part of it. You know, it's a major part of it. But your presentation and your attention to detail, it, it just takes it over the top. So if you if you have a combination of the two, great music, great presentation, professionalism, you knock it out the park every time. Yeah, yeah, every time. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, man, wow. Yeah, that that's a good answer because I'm, I I don't think a lot of people realize just like those little bitty attention to details or just, you know, just giving that little extra when you really don't want to or asking that one question that, wow, really, he thought about that. He was that detailed. So I think that makes a big difference in uh, how clients come back to you and how they think of you. So as a DJ, Mr. Johnson, what is your biggest do as a DJ? What is the one thing you must do? I mean, you know, like from for me, mine was I must uh, be on time or, you know, just something that you have you do. And then you would expect people who work for you to do. Definitely be on time. <clears throat> be early. <clears throat> be early. <I> mean, <laughs> extra early. You know, case, that extra case, 15 minutes or 20 minutes or something. Just in case, man, because that that's that kind of like sets how everything is going to flow. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. If if you get there early, you have time to like, you know, relax while you set up, make sure everything's set up right. You know, uh, you have time to go over your list, you know, uh, just go over the details. Talk If you need to talk to the planner, the coordinator, just to make sure everybody's on the same page. You know, it just changes the whole flow of things, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I try to get to every event at least two to three hours early. Mm -hmm. Now, some people might think that's ridiculous, but that goes back to my <laughs> my, my, my uh, preparation, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to prepare for 
any anything, you know. If uh, I get there and something has changed, you know, uh, if, if they change their songs, so, you know, which I don't advise them to do that on a day of, but it happens, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we, we got to change songs. We got to, uh, you know, uh, you know, reorganize things. So, you know, uh, um, the, the, the ceremonies move from outdoors. All of a sudden they, they find out they're having bad weather and they need to move indoors, you know, just mm -hmm. all those little things, you know, try to get there early just to kind of prepare for that. Yeah. Uh, so what would be one of your biggest don'ts as a DJ? Don't do this. Don't do that. Hmm. <laughs> it's going to sound like a, 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 a cop out of an answer, but don't be late. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's a, because if you think about it, that's, that's everything. Don't be late for that initial consultation. Don't be late for right. a meeting. Don't be late for a phone call. Don't be late to right. set up. Don't be late to, and and it just goes to everything. So I mean, that's not a comment. That's a right. great don't don't do that. You know, don't right. do that. yeah, because I mean, it only takes a, a one instance for you to lose that client's uh, trust. Confidence. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. confidence. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if if you're late for a consultation, have <laughs> been there. Done that, yeah, we, right? We, we both we both experienced that lately. Wowed never to do it again. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's all it takes. Uh, being late for a meeting, you know. Um, e even if even if okay, if the wedding starts for six, and you know, you technically you might only need an hour to set up, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but. Say you get there for five or whatever, that's that's still too late. You know what I mean? Because now we start the music, you know, thirty to fifteen yeah. minutes before. Exactly. Exactly. You know, like, you're gonna have ceremony set up in thirty minutes. You, I mean, you're gonna right. have everything else set up in thirty minutes and have music playing while you're still trying to do the other one. So, uh, yeah, yeah, man, be on and, time. Uh, Don't be late. And you have a uh, you know guest arriving. Mm -hmm. You know, just still running around, probably hadn't had time to change clothes. Oh my God, like, yeah. like Joe set up, man. Who is that? Uh, DJ? Yeah. 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 So, um, go ahead. And, and and another thing, if I could, you know, don't don't say the wrong names, right? <laughs> that's, no. that's major you know i heard this at a conference and I, I do it sometimes especially if it's a difficult name the morning you get up have it on a piece of paper and start saying mr and mrs shorkowski that day or if right. his name is uh johnny johnny appleseed you know start saying right. it that morning so it's in your head i guess the toughest thing we have too with us doing thursday friday saturday sunday we got four names in our head sometimes right. and right. Probably the last couple you talked to or dealt with is more on your mind than the one who you might be dealing with today if it's not that one. So, but just write it all down in big letters or get you an iPad or something, you know, have something to read off of. Don't just try to go off your mind. That's, I've started doing that now. Have me a big run sheet. So I make sure I got everything in big bold letters because I've slipped and called somebody brown that was green. <laughs> <laughs> now, let, let, let me give your listeners a, a little cheat code. Here, here's something I do. Okay. I, I name 
my crate or uh, uh, whatever software you're using, your folder, your playlist, your your crate or whatever. I name it the name of the couple, yeah. like Mister and Mrs. Smith. Okay. All right. So 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 say like for example, I have two separate folders. Uh-huh. I have the folder for uh, all the the form formalities like the first dance, father mm-hmm. daughter dance, all of those songs. I have those in one folder, and I call those Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mm-hmm. In the reception playlist, which is all their party songs, you know, stuff like that, mm-hmm. I, I name it uh, the bride and groom's names. Mm-hmm. So I have, you know, the Mr. and Mrs. Smith as the main folder, uh, the bride and groom's name as the... Uh, the uh, reception playlist folder. So oh, I, always, I always have the names like right there. Oh, so, so that way, you know, if I'm saying something about them, I'm either calling them by their first names or I'm calling them. And you Mr. can just glance at your playlist real fast too. Yeah. I, I set my playlist. And yeah. I like that, that because uh, I've also heard that it's good to go once you get them in the door to start using first names. Uh, it makes it feel more informal and more. Right. Cool. You're having a good time. Everybody relax. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I ask my couple to make sure that's what they want to be called because sometimes they want to keep it all formal. Right. So, but again, right. that comes down to communication. So I, I want to throw this in. It wasn't on the list, but I just thought about this question. So how much has the game changed since you were in it before and came back? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Is that, a, is that a, a bad or is that a good? It's it's both. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's both. Okay. Uh, I came in when, you know, I told you about the cassettes, but eventually I graduated to turntables, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the way technology has improved, you know, I mean, it, it, it makes it so much easier you know you don't have to carry crates mm-hmm. you know you carry these big amps and these amp racks and and these big uh sp <laughs> sp2s and <laughs> base you know big base cabinets you know you need two people to carry or whatever uh mm-hmm. technology has changed and made everything uh more accessible more easy yeah yeah definitely <laughs> And that's great, right? But then there's the bad side of that. <laughs> the flip side of the technology making everything great. Everybody's a DJ now, you know. <laughs> so, so you know, uh, you know, coming from using the turntables, beat matching, and stuff like that without the sync button or whatever, you know, just mm-hmm. being able to or whatever. I think that's a lost skill, you know? Oh, wow. Since I know you and I know your skill level, I wasn't going to ask you nothing about that. But since you're bringing it up, yes, I think it's a lost skill. Like you say, almost everybody and their mom would call themselves a DJ. They get an iPad and two speakers and a microphone and feel like, okay, I'm DJ Johnny. Johnny be good now. Right, right, right. right, And I think the art is suffering because of that. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you on that one. Exactly. So, uh, so now, uh, you know, everybody's a DJ and not knocking it. I think the playing field is big enough, you know, yeah, it is. 
And in the end, quality is going to reign supreme. So, I mean, you know, you you could be a DJ, but if you suck, well, (laughs) you know, you won't be around very long, you know? Yeah, but, but, you know, and I... and I and I argue a lot with people about that. Does that hurt the industry or does that make it better for people that's doing it right? Which hmm. which way would you lean on that? I think oh God, this is this is a tough one because it's it goes that's why we ask the questions, baby. That's <laughs> it, goes, it it goes both ways. I think I think it kind of hurts more because you have these people out there who who are DJing and giving DJs a bad name, Mm -hmm. screwing up people's event, you know, uh, just you know playing playing the wrong songs for the first dance and, and and not respecting the. The request list that uh that the bride you know gave them you know some of these songs you know mean something to these people you know mm-hmm. and um, you know some DJs just just go rogue and play what they want to play you know <laughs> I know I'm gonna move the crowd so I got the list yeah I know I understand that and you know, yeah. as a wedding DJ with so many mix of different cultures and yeah. You have to be diverse and you have to be willing to go where they ask you to go. Now, if it's not working, they have to understand you might need to right, go right, on right, the other right, side right. of the street. So, yeah, exactly. you have to explain that. And, you, and communication is really key in this business and listening is really key in this business. So you need to do both of those. Listen and communicate well. Right. Right. So. So let me let me ask you this. Give me some things. What is something you? I mean, since we're ninety percent weddings, what is something you absolutely love about the industry? <clears throat> man, it's the way it's the vibe, man. I mean, you get to play a part in, you know, the most important day of, of people's lives. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. That there is huge for me. I, I'm a big vibe guy, right? Uh, you know, uh, just just being in a good place around good people. You know, just everybody's having a good time. I I I love that. That's like one of the one of my favorite parts about it. You know, mm. just the, the the vibe, man. Um, that, that's what I love about the industry so much. Like the wedding, man, just the vibe, just the, you know, being, <laughs> you know, like you, you, you form these relationships with these, with these couples, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm friends right now, currently, like I would say probably about 80% of my clients, we're friends now on Facebook. We, you know, we, you know, from time to time. We'll communicate, you know. It's just, man, you can't beat that. I, I love that relationships. You know? Yeah, relationships, man. So I know we go to the other side. So, what is something that you just really boils your blood about the industry that you hate about the wedding industry or the industry as a whole? I'll just open that one up to the whole thing. 
one thing is is a, a constant is you have people in the industry who don't know the value of what they're doing. They're you know, doing or what you're doing? What they're doing. They don't know the value of, of a, being a good planner or value of the catering service or what do you mean by that? Or as far as with I'm speaking on DJs. Oh, okay. So you're saying DJs. Uh, yeah, just they, don't, they don't know the value of our industry. So right. they, they don't put... Wow, that, that's deep, T, because that could go a lot of ways. It's not; it may not be them. It may be the fact that they they don't value themselves, and the clients don't put any value on it. So it kind of runs hand in hand. Or is it their fault because they're not? They don't know their value, so they're not communicating it to the client, and they're letting the client dictate it to them. Or what are you? Where are you going with that? They they haven't take, taken the time to mm -hmm. research the industry. Okay. To find out, okay, what is the amount, the the current uh, regional amount, you know, that that uh, DJs are charging per wedding? The average. The average, you know. Mm -hmm. So, so you got these people coming in, <laughs> you know, charging, you know, two or three hundred dollars. You know, to DJ a four-hour, five-hour wedding. You know, <laughs> it, it's it. I think that's bad for the industry, man. Yeah, I, uh, because uh, some DJs they don't look at the. Well, first of all, some DJs don't feel like they are, are a part of an industry, right? They they feel like they're just you know independent. Independent, right. just out there doing something for them that weekend, that Saturday gig, that Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But you're a part of an industry, you know. So what you do out there affects all of us, right? So you know, uh, when you screw up someone's event, that's a reflection of all of us. They oh. don't think about that, though, you know. Um, and so that's why you run into these clients who are kind of paranoid, like, uh, what kind of speakers you have, uh, you, you know, <laughs> you know, or, you know, uh, do you have good microphones or, you know, stuff like that, you know, because they dealt with, you know, yeah. these, 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 uh, people who, you know, uh, don't have quality gear, um, uh, just who just don't know what they're doing you know so a couple things on that it goes to, yeah they don't understand and they just they just don't see it as a profession and we have to get people out of thinking it's a side hustle too because it's not a side hustle because i right. being that i know your story and we met we were both working at the post office we were mm -hmm. uh, we were both huge Saint fans, so that's that was our first love. We were Saints fans. Then I said, "Hey, this kid works at the post office too." So I was like, "Dang!" So hey, I'm a, really so that's what I mean. I think we bonded over Saints, and then we bonded over post office, and then you jumped into the DJ game, or you hit me up, and as you know, I was looking up, I found out you. So what what changed your mindset or got you? Because I know at first you probably came in not knowing either. So right. how did you get to right. your points where you 
So did you come in thinking it was an individual thing or did you come in thinking it was an industry? Or, I mean, you kind of know it's an industry. You can't say it's not because, you know, you got DJs everywhere. So it's, you know, radio, club, wedding. Maybe not most DJs don't know about wedding industry. They know about clubs and parties but and radio. So what what got you? Like when I when I came in, um, when I came back in, mm-hmm. I came back in green, right? <clears throat> I, you know, I didn't know. And so it's kind of like what I was saying, you know, how people come in and don't do their research, don't find out. What did I do? I came in, I saw what you were doing, and I'm like, you know, hey, I'm about to jump back in the game. You know, what speakers do you recommend? You know, uh, what's the going rate nowadays? You know, and I did my research, right? Yeah, you did. So I, I came into the game, you know, back in the game, you know, with with with, with some am- ammo, you know, mm-hmm. um, to start with. Um, and so... I did some due diligence and then I got back in the game and then I kind of knew, you know, uh, the going rates. But as you know, through plenty of conversations that we've had, yeah. we back and forth <laughs> about, you know, I, you know, it took some convincing, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And like I like to say, my wife's favorite saying is poverty is a mentality. But yeah. so many things, you know, even your business thinking sense, because you're saying nobody is going to do this because I'm thinking on a, that level instead of right. thinking on this level. Because the funniest thing to me in the industry is where you can give a price and why is he so cheap? I'm not hiring him. Somebody can give you a ridiculous price. Okay, right. I want that one. And you can't figure out how they get there or why they want to spend all that. But you know, so it's the industry is re- it's hard to figure out, but you you just have to find your happy medium and fit in where you fit in at. Right. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, like I said, we went back and forth about it. I'm like, you know, uh, without going into specific numbers, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like Jeff, uh, nobody's going to pay that. Who's going to pay that? You know, like <laughs> I'm like nobody's going to pay that much for for you know just to play play music you know what i mean like i couldn't see it because i was thinking from my point of view of uh my my financial status at the time you know what i would probably pay or what i wouldn't pay you know not realizing that you got a whole nother uh you know, uh, area clients that that are in a totally different tax bracket. You know know what I mean? Yeah. Who who have the disposable income, you know, they're planning their wedding. They're planning to spend 50, 60, $70,000 on their wedding, maybe even a hundred, you know? Yeah. And they feel insulted when you tell them, I'm going to do your six hour wedding for $300. Really? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah. What, do you have one speaker and uh, is it Bluetooth or, you know, so right. it's so many. So you have to present, but I'd say it's the, it's where you come across website, Facebook, uh, Instagram presentation, everything, what you're doing, how you look, how you present yourself, your responses mm-hmm. to emails, everything, it plays into it. it. Cause you can have the best looking setup pictures and all of that, but then you send a horrible jacked up email. Or you send, you know, you're, you get on the phone. Yo, what's up, man? Uh, I'm going to be, you know, cause I had a conversation with DJ the other night and it just instantly 
no, sir, we can't do anything together because I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get here. You, but you, and I just, I don't have time to try to fix it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So I've told you that before until you're like, hey, Terrence, what do you think about this guy here? And I'm like, nah, man. Yeah. And I, I don't mind mentoring, but sometimes I'll be like, okay, that's a, that's not, I mean, I'll do what I can. I'm not going to turn anybody away. I'm going to still talk to him and try to help him out. But sometimes I'll be like, mm -mm, that one's just not going to work for me. Right. Right. Yeah, so now I have another good question. And uh, you've been through the water twice. So what is something, that you might go back and tell little Terrence before he jumped into the game or something the second time around, what is some stuff you would tell Terrence that you think would even elevate what you've done to even more? I would say, and I'm not just saying this because we're talking here. Mm -hmm. I would say, take Jeff's advice sooner. <laughs> stop, stop. No, that's <laughs> No, yeah. I mean, man, but think about yeah. all the stuff you've done. Yeah, man. You've done records. You've done this, man. Don't say you taking my advice more as young Terrence than than all the other stuff you've done, man. No, no, I'm not even going to oh, accept that. Okay, one. okay. Well, I'm talking about in the DJ sense. Okay, all right, okay, right? all right. I'll take that. Take Jeff's advice sooner. You know, uh, you know. With the back and forth, you, you, you're telling me, hey, Terrence, you need to do this. You need to do that. You know, just something simple like, Terrence, you need a facade. You know, how long did it take me to get a facade? You know what I'm saying? Took, I don't think it took you that long. It, uh, maybe a month or two, maybe, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I got it. I'm like, man, I should have got this sooner. Because then I start. I started getting compliment, more compliments on my setup, you know, how neat it was and everything. And I'm like, you know, I wish I would have listened to Jeff sooner. You know, well, the thing I, is, though, I mean, I'm not going to tell you anything I'm not doing and I'm right. not going to tell you something that hasn't worked. So everything right. that I've tried to, that I poured into you has always been something that I already know worked. And right. just, I mean, we just had to give it like, but you're, you're one of the first people, I won't say first, but you're one of the one people that, I've told stuff and you have went out and executed it. Be, I mean, you got a PhD in executing things I've suggested to. Because I'll tell you something, you'll not only do it, you'll take it to another level. And right, okay, well, right. I'm going to do this. Jeff said this, so I'm going to do it, but I'm going to flip it and add this. I mean, because right. I mean, your growth, man, you went from, we, we won't go specific numbers. Let's just say it went from whatever to six digits in what, a year and a half? Right. And yeah. you're working for yourself, and exactly. I mean, but that's a lot of that's you grinding too, and getting out there and doing it. But it's, just, it's a lot of times we just need that point in the right direction. And I know you, you, because I, you still do stuff that amazes me, and I'll be like, okay, I need, I gotta take that from Terrence because he didn't change the game with this or added that or. And the one thing I truly admire about you is your willingness to say no. Mm -hmm. You, you're not afraid to tell us, hey, you know what? Okay, great, go right. on. I, I'm not doing it. And you right. truly have realized your value as a DJ to the industry right. and you don't let people tell you your worth. And that's something hey, I truly admire about you. Hey, oh, yeah. Thank you, man. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think it was ever, <clears throat> like in the beginning, I didn't think it was ever possible for me to make over six figures DJing. 
I didn't. Well, I didn't. How many of us actually think? I didn't think that. I didn't think I said, <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, fifty thousand, seventy thousand. Okay, I'm great with that. Right. Exactly. And, you know that that's great, but to get to a point where it's like, oh my god, this is right. You know, um, yeah. I can it's actually, I can live off of this and take care right. of my family and do what I love and. That's why I don't understand why people devalue it and don't put a premium on what we do to where they right. place such a high value on it that you know it, you can make a good living doing it. Right, and and, and uh, you know when, when I was working a job and, you, and you're like, man, well, you know, what are you, what are you waiting waiting on? Stop. <laughs> what are you waiting on? I was in that false sense of security, feeling like that job, you know, the job was guaranteed money, you know, false yeah. sense. Of of security or whatever, but man, when I took that leap, yeah, I got a raise, right? <laughs> I got a raise when I quit my job. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was like unreal. Like I couldn't believe it. Like you know, and I mean, just booking, just booking, booking. You know, new clients. Well, because it's your baby, and you care more about it, and we're able right. to care about our baby and. What me and you really always talk about is how in the heck did we do what we did still working full time? Exactly. How many exactly. times do we have to pull over or schedule right. eating on lunch break? Yeah. I'm like, I have to schedule. Okay, I'm trying to make sure I'm not underground in the mall so I can talk to this right. client. I need to be here at 2.30 so I can do. So, I mean, it's just being, you know, we both went through that together. But it was a gr we grew together, and it just really both, it just exploded, man. So, like I say. Yeah. I, I can't imagine, you know, I mean, you know, people probably wouldn't believe it. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm out there on the route, you know, get a call from a client, pull over, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, yeah. do, a whole, do a whole consultation on them. Yeah, or trying to send out a contract and all of this. Trying to send out a contract. I, yeah. I still don't. Sometimes I'm in amazement at how much stuff we act. You were actually able to do still working a full time job. So we really right. had two jobs because we worked that job. You come home, you got to still work your other job, and then there was no time off. And yours was even worse because you had to work on Saturday. So a lot of times right. you were trying to get to a wedding on a Saturday, which most of them are. <laughs> Luckily, I was in a spot where I didn't have to work on the weekends anymore, but. Right. And it it was a journey, man. And now we just gonna continue to keep growing the journey. And uh I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking to me about Terrence and the modest Terrence Johnson and not telling <laughs> anybody about the hits and the TV shows and y'all they still have him come perform for the Saints. So he just he's <laughs> modest, man. He's at the House of Blues. I'm like, what you do? Oh, I'm going with the uh Super Saints to perform today. I'm like, oh really? And yeah. you know, it's just you know, and so uh it's just yeah, DJing at the House of Blues, that was a big one for me. I'm like, yeah. wow. And, and just think our biggest one together when we DJ for what five thousand people at Avon together we did. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I'll ever forget that one, man. That was it was a three-day event. What's it like? Three day? Day? Yeah, no, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, it was uh three day. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, and just that was one of our big ones that we did together. And of course, we got a bunch of weddings coming up together down there in New Orleans. I got, you know, coming to do some. And also, I want to go back to something you said, uh, okay. you know, not being afraid to say, you know, no, no. you know, no, you, you have to be able to say no. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to know your value. 
Yeah. And what's what's your mindset when you get through? I'm going to give me how you operate, what mindset you operate in. I operate on what I call and what many other people call the abundance mindset. You know, there's there's always going to be more. There's going to be more. There's going to be another event. There's going to be another client. The phone is going to ring. The emails are going to come in because they're there are more events than professional DJs, right? (laughs) There's always And operating on the, what's the other side of that? Other side is scarcity. Yes. Oh, oh, I got to book this gig because uh, 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 it's never going to be another one. Uh, You know, when you act, when you respond like that, you're going to get more of that. Right, I, I think they can smell desperation sometimes. They can smell desperation, man. Uh-huh. And desperation is unattractive, right? People don't want desperate people, right? <laughs> from being my mentee to being my mentor. <laughs> desperation is so unattractive. People can smell no. it. People yeah. can sense it. Ugh. You okay, know, they, I, I, I kill your thoughts. So, what was your thought? What were you going back to? I just had to get. I love that saying that you have abundance versus scarcity. Yeah, abundance versus scarcity. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, you got to be able to say no. Just know yeah. your value. You know, um, you know. First of all, they wouldn't be calling you if they didn't want you, right? They yeah. wouldn't be emailing you. You've already. That's half the battle because they kind of half the battle. That's up to you to get. That's up to you to make the sale. Right, exactly. You give them your price, and you walk away. You wait. You know that's it. You know, Mm -hmm. but you're gonna have like uh, you're gonna have more more than one person inquiring about that date. So like almost like for every date that I have, I'm getting like maybe three or four inquiries for that date. So mm-hmm. maybe even more. So I, I feel like you, I'm, 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 I'm going to feel it. I'm going to feel that date no matter what. I know it's, I know it's going to happen because like I said, well, me, we, we did some research a while back. Remember? Yeah, um, yeah. Oh yeah. When we were looking at weddings per county. Oh yeah. Amount of weddings. Like, yeah. Just in your area was like 34,000 weddings a year. I'll hear yeah. 64,000 weddings a year. Right, right. And so there's only so many weekends in a year. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to fill those dates, you know? And, um, you know, you as a DJ, you are a very important part yes. of the You are the, you know, the heartbeat of the whole thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you, you have to... Uh, you know, uh, know your value, and um, you know, and, and don't be desperate. You know, desperate is ugh. <laughs> it's ugly. It's unattractive. Yeah. So, all right, my brother, tell me how can they get in contact with you on social media? How can you find Terrence Johnson in the New Orleans Slidell area down there in, in uh, my favorite neck of the woods, away from Dallas? Uh. Well, you can reach me at uh, I'm on Facebook, not nine eight five DJs on Facebook, um, uh, Instagram nine eight five DJs. My website is nine eight five DJs dot com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, 
could reach me there. Uh, probably quicker to rebound. So, okay. yeah. I was just thinking back to someone we were uh, talking about just making changes to make Terrence more attractive. Remember when it was T-Bone? I said T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying, man. It's like, hey, hey, everyone, I want you to listen. This man here gave me the game. Uh, he gave uh, me the game. He, he just said, hey, man, you need to change your look. Because, you know, I was... I had the baseball cap, you know, you know, not not really, not really. Uh, uh, I don't want to say thuggish looking. I wasn't that, but it, it was less. Uh, I guess I had more of a club look, maybe. Um, and so he just say, "Man, you got to change your look. When you change your look, you attract a different type of client." Mm-hmm. And um. That's what happened, man. Like I said, I, I look back. I'm man, man. I wish I would have listened to Jeff sooner. You know. <laughs> so, oh no, no, you did it in time. Only thing I think you probably should have did was probably quit your job sooner. But everything happens for a reason, and there's a time and a season. So you had to be right with it. And only reason I didn't go sooner is because I wanted to get my retirement. So right once you got to the right point, or you saw, you was like, okay. And uh, no, we we I think it all everything happened for a reason. It it worked out the way it was, and now we we we're not looking back. We're just gonna keep forward because we're not going we're not going backwards. Yeah. All right, yeah, man. But, yeah. So in closing, man, I, I just you know put the client first. Client yeah. number one, man. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's all about them. Yeah. You know, on that day, and you don't, and most of the time you only got one chance to get it right, and. I always remember that you're auditioning for your next couple of clients. So if you kill that one, as you always tell me and text me after an event, Jeff, I left several hundred dead people at that event. We always text each other after events and talk about it. But uh yeah, no, man. Just keep killing it, man. Just keep doing it. And and I, I'm extremely proud of where you've come. And since we had our first conversation, what kind of speakers should I get? I'm getting ready to do an event at, uh, what's his name? Lewis uh, Armstrong Airport. Jeff, what do you right. think I should do? I mean, I think that was our first conversation about DJing maybe four or five years ago, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Look where you at now, man. At the crib, chilling, uh, working your yeah. own schedule, doing your own thing. Got people working for you. It's just, right. it's a beautiful sight, man. It's beautiful, and it I love is. it. And you continuing to grow. You done jumped in the photo booths. You're doing monograms. You're doing everything, man. It's so, yeah. Cold Spark. So, when is your first Cold Spark thing? My first Cold Spark is in uh, April. Okay, all right, yeah. So, and your yeah. first photo book, you had to give it to me. Yeah, you got my first one, but I got uh, let me see. But my next one is uh, <laughs> after that, uh, in March, in April, also, yeah. So, brother, I'm extremely proud where you came from and where you're going, and uh, I just want you to keep doing your thing and. And I'm just gonna keep watching and 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 cheering for you, man. Cause all I my whole thing with crosstalk is I'm cheering for everybody to be successful because there's sixty-four thousand wedding in Dallas, fifty divided by fifty-two. Ain't no telling how many it is a week for every DJ here, you know. And we I can't do them all. You can't do them all. There's there's some quality, there's some crummy, 
So you just got to fit in, you know, fit in where you fit in. And I, and I want to thank you too, brother. Um, you, you you help you help change my life, man. I mean, you know, like oh, in the serious, come on, <laughs> in, a, in a serious way, man. I mean, like, man, I was miserable, miserable at that nine to five, man. Just oh man, I God, I hated it because I felt like I could be so much more. You know, I was destined to be so much more, and man, you know, like man, you just can't. You know, I. I came to you and you, man, you just opened up, man, and just say, hey, hey, come on, man, let me show you. You know, let me I show you. I refused to be like it was when I was coming up, where man, nobody told you anything. Or yeah. feel like that today, where certain people won't tell you anything. And I was just reading a post the other night, and this guy said, you know, I don't like people biting my mixes or doing this. Brother, a guy had a great post. He said, I can hand you my whole crate, my whole setup, set it up for you, give it to you, and you won't be me. So, right. you know, you can right. teach people different business things. They still won't be you. But if right. you give them the tools and let them cultivate the tools or turn them into what works for them, then you, you know, but there's no need to be a secret. Oh, man, I'm not sharing that with you because I don't want, man, we into the, even if you were here, Terrence, I would have told you everything. Right. I, I do the same thing for everybody here, but you were in New Orleans. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm going to help this brother. I mean, you know, he coming. He thought, of first of all, just like you say, you thought enough to reach out to me. What you thought what I was doing was good. So you say, okay, I like what this cat. So let me reach out to him. You could have reached out to anybody in the United <laughs> States of America and asked them about DJing, but you reached out to me. And I man, I'm, get where my bucket at? I'm going to pour all into this brother. <laughs> hey, if somebody's going to listen to me and I can help, um, you know, help him grow man you ain't saying no okay. words so I'll, everybody i touch out here i try to do the same thing but you can't make everybody you know i can't help everybody because everybody can't be helped all they have to do is listen i'm telling you man it's, it's, it's more than listen to you have to execute too brother i can only tell you you gotta do it too but yeah hey listen execute and don't mess up right <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to thank y'all again for tuning in to the first, well, this is the first episode of 2023 of the DJ Crosstalk Podcast, where I just reach out to my favorite DJs or people I know in the industry and get them on here. And we just have a conversation. We learn a bit, a little bit about them and my connection to them. And we just, we just do our thing, man. But brother, I love you, T. Uh, tell the wifey I said hello. We'll see y'all in a couple weeks for the wedding we got down there, brother. And just continue to grow and continue to make me proud, make yourself proud, make the community proud. And I love you, man. Awesome, man. I love you too, man. Thank you for everything. <laughs> All right, brother. Take care. All right.